Hello. Welcome to the Haas Lady Podcast, where I help you declutter your life and your home. Hello, Haas friends. How we doing? <laughs> I hope everyone is doing well and enjoying the warmer weather that May is bringing us. Before you know it, we will be ready for the swimming pools and beaches and bathing suits and sunburns, or in my case, freckles. <laughs> Speaking of swimsuits, are you freaking out about your summer body? Well, listen, I am one of those body positivity fans. 45 years of being conditioned to believe that we have to be a size 6 with no stretch marks or loose skin. Well, I mean, it's not always easy to dismiss that little voice that tries to tell me that I am not perfect and should not be in a swimsuit. And one thing I have learned in my adult life is that a bathing suit is not to flaunt your bare skin or to give you some kind of ego boost. If I had to guess, maybe only 2% of the entire population consider themselves perfect in a bathing suit. Even the size 6s probably tear their bodies apart in their minds. So, today, when I was shopping online for a bathing suit top to wear to the beach in a few weeks, my mind was throwing up a lot of shade. That will look terrible on your stomach. That won't fit you. That will show your thighs. Guys, who the fuck cares what my skin looks like? The point of a bathing suit is so that when you jump in the pool, you don't have 30 pounds of clothing to haul you to the bottom of the pool. <laughs> so yeah, I went for a suit that was pretty, had bright colors, and would cover the R-rated parts and didn't cost a fortune. So yeah, before I get into today's topic of how being organized in the kitchen can help you reach your goal weight or help you fit into that bathing suit you love, but it doesn't fit anymore, listen to me. Do not try to lose weight because of how you look. Lose weight because it feels good, because it helps your mental state, because you want to get off your medication, because you want to be more active, because you love doing things. And it is possible to lose weight for these reasons. And once you get your mind around that little bit of information embedded in your brain, it is easier to understand that losing weight is a lifestyle change. It's changing habits. It's being intentional with when and how much you eat. It is about thinking ahead and not sitting down to mindlessly eat. And that is what having a clutter-free kitchen can do for you. We aren't doing any kind of silly cleansing diet that only drink cucumber water for a week and lose 40 pounds and expect the weight to stay off. Just like we aren't going to purge our homes over a one-month period and then expect it to never get cluttered again. If we don't develop the habits of a healthy lifestyle, we are going to gain weight. And if we don't develop the habits of a tidy lifestyle, we're going to lose ourselves to the clutter again. So, I have a question. How many times have you gone into a kitchen and opened the pantry 
and had no idea what you wanted to make for dinner. So you open the freezer and you close it. Then you go back to the pantry and you think about it. Then you go to the fridge, right? You don't really know what you want to make and nothing sounds good, even though you have a solid 15 to 20 meals worth of food in the pantry right now. Why do we stock our pantry so full that we forget what we even have in there? And you heard me say the best way to lose weight is to be intentional and make it a lifestyle change. To be intentional, eating involves planning ahead. Knowing ahead of time what you want to make and eat and allow yourself some room for error. What I mean is what would life be like if you took 10 minutes a week, a week now, and wrote out a menu for your week? You should know by now that foods the people in your family enjoy and what you can eat. Just think about it. What events do you have going on this week? What nights are going to be easy at home? And what nights are going to be running from soccer field to soccer field until 10 p.m.? then you know what will make sense for those nights. It won't make sense to plan a super complicated lasagna from scratch on soccer night. But buying a frozen lasagna might be an option. Or a crock pot meal you can whip up ahead of time. Or plan to run through the drive-thru and get burgers and fries. It doesn't matter. Also, if you don't know anything about how I lost my 70 pounds... It was from eating the foods I wanted and not restricting the foods I thought I couldn't have. So yeah, drive through is not the devil. And if you need to plan that out, by all means, plan it out. One step that is super helpful before you start making this weekly meal plan is to sit down with your family and everyone list off the things they like for the family to eat. It can be anything from frozen dinners to Sunday afternoon from scratch chicken and dumplings. You're just making a list. Try and write down as many meal ideas as you can. Maybe even add a column for meals you have wanted to try and be creative. This list will be a great thing to reference back to when you are having a hard time making those weekly plans. Just pick something from this list. That way you aren't always making the same four meals each week. Kind of a guideline. Now that you know what you're going to be eating the rest of the week, you can make your grocery list based on what you will be making. Pro tip, try your very best to make the meal plan using the foods you already have on hand in the pantry, fridge, or freezer. Really challenge yourself to use these things up before going out and buying more. If you don't start using some of that now, it will go bad and you will have to throw it away. Better to use it now, restock when you can, and not worry about creating clutter in the pantry because it's so full you can't even find anything. Remember a while back when I gave an um, analogy that like your house was kind of like a convenience store or a store in general, like a Walmart, and if you go in and the shelves are stocked nice and neat and everything's in order and you can find everything really quickly. Um, yeah, that's, that's what you want your kitchen to be like if you can. But see, a lot of times we just 
go to the grocery store and just put a bunch of crap in our cart without thinking, thought, or preparation or putting any kind of organization behind it. And we get home and we're like, well, crap, where am I going to put all this stuff? So if you have your pantry organized in a way where you can easily find all the different kinds of food. So I have three shelves in my pantry. One shelf has a drawer and it's all of my rice and noodles and seasoning kind of things like those packets of ranch dressing and stuff like that. Another shelf in the cabinet is simply cans, canned foods, spaghetti jars, that kind of thing. And then below it is my snack drawer. So everything kind of has a place and I do not buy more than I can fit in those drawers. It's just makes it so much easier to find and I'm not losing things or forgetting that I own things. Yeah, so does this sound familiar? You think, okay, I am going to eat these fruits and veggies that I spent quite a lot of money on at the farmer's market because I am ready to be a healthy person. Then you get home, you toss the fruits and veggies into their bins or leave them in a bag and shove them into the refrigerator. So let's say day one. You pull them out, you spend a few minutes cutting up enough for your meal, you put the rest back in its bin or in the fridge. Day two, you have a really, really bad day at work. The last thing you want to do is come home and spend 30 minutes cutting vegetables for dinner. So you order out. And have it delivered to your front door. You were super upset about your day. And you end up ordering way more food than you could eat. So you put the leftover container in the fridge. And the bag of veggies gets pushed back a little further. <laughs> day three. You are again super tired and also super excited that you have leftovers. So you run to the fridge, grab the leftovers, and never even once think about the veggies that are now sad and lonely in the back of the fridge. Day four. You get home feeling a little guilty about the last two nights eating the super greasy takeout. And so you start shifting things around the fridge and you see, oh, the old abandoned zucchini and carrots that you bought. But you're like, ew, eh, those have been there a few days. Maybe I shouldn't eat them in case I get sick for eating rotten vegetables. By day six, you have completely convinced yourself that the veggies are the cause of all disease in the world. And so on day eight, when you go to the grocery, you buy different vegetables thinking it will sound better or easier to make. And when you get home, you throw away the old veggies. You put the new veggies in, cycle starts over, and it just goes on repeat. There is one thing you can do to prevent this cycle from taking over your life, and it is super simple. I want you to think about laundry. <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm serious. Think about laundry. You know, if you don't do it, you're going to be wearing dirty underwear all week. So pick a day. Pick a, a laundry day but make it your meal prep day. Yep, that's what I said. You're going to meal prep. I mean, you already know what meals you're going to make because you spent 10 minutes 
this weekend talking about it or thinking about it or writing it down and you ordered the groceries you need or you already had the ingredients in the pantry. So just prep that stuff. Cut up your veggies and store in glass containers with paper towels to keep the moisture off the food. Go ahead and layer up some casseroles. Keep them covered in the fridge. Slice up your meat, shred the cheese, boil the potatoes. Because here's the thing. You are going to spend maybe two hours on a Sunday afternoon while streaming your favorite movie or TV show in the kitchen. And you're going to knock out two hours of meal prep so that over the course of the next week, you aren't as tempted to say screw it and order a pizza when you get home. And the, because the thought of slicing and peeling potatoes is the last thing you possibly would want to do in that moment. So meal prep, it's a thing. And it works. Remember, we are looking out for the future version of us. The future version is not all rainbows and energy. <laughs> she might be tired as hell. So today, on a day when you're feeling pretty good, got a little motivation, got a little energy, go ahead and be kind to yourself. Meal prep. Prep it ahead of time to just make life a little easier for yourself in the future. All right, so you have your meals planned out. You've got your groceries ordered and, oh, okay, hold on. Let me talk about that real quick. So one of the best gifts I, the pandemic gave us is the plethora of meal ordering services and grocery delivering services. I spend $10 a month so that I can order groceries as often as I want. And unless I order at like nine o'clock at night, it usually comes the same day best thing ever. Now, you might be saying that these companies are a waste of money or whatever, but for me, with my ADHD and depression, I end up doing more impulse shopping than I do if I just order online. And way more than $10 fee and tips it costs to get my groceries delivered. So usually, the impulse shopping is indulgent things like clothes I don't need or decorations that I honestly could live without and foods that I certainly don't need. But if you are a lover of the grocery store and you love to go and pick out your own fruits and vegetables, I get it. That's why I do go to a farmer's market. But if you do that, just make a list. Don't forget the list. Make the list on your phone. Tell Alexa your list. Somehow, go prepared into that grocery store to get the groceries you need without forgetting what you need. There's too much technology in the world for you to get to the store and not have a clue what you need to buy. And then really make a commitment to buying nothing at the checkout line. <laughs> you know, I read that 87% of shoppers make impulsive purchases. 50% of all grocery sales are from impulse. So you gotta be prepared going into the grocery store. So you don't need to clutter up your pantry because you aren't being intentional. And you're only getting the groceries you need. Because when you only buy what you need, 
and you prep your meals and you stop buying a bunch of silly snacks or impulsive things, you are creating that lifestyle where weight loss and being tidy collide. So you have your pantry stocked, your meals are prepped, and your kitchen is clean because we no longer go to bed without resetting our kitchen. What? That's a thing? (laughs) Yes. So what if you could go and close the kitchen each night? Like after dinner, you do the dishes, you reset the counters and the table. Takes maybe eight minutes of your life. And that's for a really, really big, messy kitchen. But if you gave yourself the gift of eight minutes a day, what kind of amazing feeling would that be? And then you leave the kitchen because it's reset now. And so you can close the kitchen just like a little cafe or a diner. You put up a closed sign. I actually have one in my kitchen and just leave. You turn off the lights and you can't go back in. It's out of business until the next day when you're open for business again. Do you realize how much nighttime snacking you can cut out by just doing that? Amazing amount of snacking. And speaking of snacks, I want to really quick say this too. Think about how your pantry is laid out. Do you keep those enticing, mind-numbing snacks front and center at eye level when you open the door? What if you didn't do that? I mean, really, what if you had a special cabinet just for snack foods like chips and cookies and all of that, and you leave that alone when you're opening your pantry to pull out foods that you are going to be cooking with? Because when you get home and you're getting kind of hungry and you open the pan, pull out the spaghetti noodles and see a bag of chips, your brain is going to freak out and say, hey, you must have chips now because you can't possibly wait for eight minutes for the water to boil and 10 minutes for the noodles to cook. You cannot wait 18 minutes, so you better eat right now. I bet if you did not see those cookies at eyesight, you would probably be less inclined to pop a few in your mouth while you're cooking. We actually recently decided to move the snack food to the bottom shelf of the pantry, kind of like I was saying earlier, and they are safely surrounded by a wooden crate that you cannot see through. So it's like a drawer. You can't see the snacks unless you open that drawer. I do that in the fridge too. I've actually done that for quite a long time. I put all those little pudding cups or yogurt desserts in the drawer so it isn't right there in front of my face every time I open the fridge. Then if you use those eye-level shelves for like, you know, the fruits and vegetables, you're more likely going to grab those. Another cool tip to organize in your fridge is to make yourself a little mini salad bar. So when you get home from the farmer's market, you can cut up your vegetables and fruit and place them in little containers. Then when you want a salad, you simply pull out the toppings you want. And if you buy those like bags of spinach or lettuce, you're set. And that is a very important tip. As soon as you get home from the grocery or market, prime time, or as soon as the little college kid delivers your groceries, immediately spend a little bit of time to go ahead and portion out the foods that can be portioned out. You can cut up produce. You have little reusable containers that hold a few chips or nuts or whatever. And before you place them in the space that is slightly less easily accessible, right? You create small little portions that you can grab. So instead of grabbing the whole bag of chips, you grab a little portion. And you can feel amazing about your decision because that decision was made for you days earlier when your 
past self got home from the grocery store and wanted to love you when she knew you were going to be tired and would not have your best interest at heart. So anyway, this is a topic I could talk about for hours. I lost 70 pounds and I've gained a little bit back, but that was after mom died. And um, like I tell you guys all the time, we don't quit. That's rule number three. When we get started and we make great traction, we may not be able to stay consistent. But consistent is not the word we really want anymore. At least not me. I may not be consistent, but I know I am capable. Big difference. If I try to be consistent and I fall back a bit, it doesn't mean I failed because I know I am capable of getting back up and moving forward. Think about this as you're going through your home. Things have gotten quiet. It's getting warm. People are wanting to go outside. They're wanting to go out and do things. They're not wanting to sit inside and sort through drawers. It's okay. It's okay. We are not being inconsistent because we know we are capable. So, friends, your call to action. Do a pantry purge. Throw out everything that is expired or bad refrigerator, pantry, all of it. Then take an inventory of what you have left and make one week's menu off of only what you have on hand. Write out that menu on a big giant piece of paper or whiteboard and stick it to your fridge. Then if you have to order groceries, order your groceries. Then you're going to prep your meal as much as you can over the weekend. Then just be intentional with how you reset your kitchen each night. Be intentional where you put things, what you have, where you have it. You got this, guys. And lastly, yeah, I did order the bathing suit. <laughs> I got a bigger size the last year, and I got a ferocious hot pink tankini top that I am going to wear on the beach while I watch my kids play and drink my beverage while the sun sets. And who gives a damn if I don't look like a swimsuit model? I know my Joe is going to love that time with that is what it's all about. All right. Don't forget, we don't put things down. We put them away. So let's get to it. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to my Hoss Lady podcast. I have some exciting news. You can now support the Hoss Lady podcast by becoming a patron. Simply visit patreon.com slash the Hoss Lady. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash the H-O-S-S lady. And for as little as $3 a month, you can become a patron member of the Hoss Lady, which will get you access to exclusive content such as the monthly challenges and one-on-one -on -one coaching with me, Becky, the Hoss Lady. So thanks for being here and thanks for sharing the podcast with your friends. Until next time, let's get to it.